For most of existence, infant mortality and childhood diseases were nature's mandatory exams to get to pass on your genes. Women were expected to produce as many offspring as possible as there was always a shortage of labor or soldiers without machines, but also because depending on the region and time period, they expected around two-fifths to three-fifths of their children to die before they made it to adulthood. Fertility was also part of this mandatory exam of evolution. Once you made it as an adult, you had roughly an equal chance of surviving to old age as anyone nowadays, but if you were infertile, you were a genetic dead end. There were a few other external factors that impacted reproduction, ability to provide for oneself, social status, and more and more the ability to learn job skills specific to the society. But as the generations passed, these shifted and changed based more on luck and less on evolution, so they didn't really impact the gene pool long term much at all. However, in the past 100 years, we have tampered in evolution's domain with medical science and dropped the level of infant mortality, childhood diseases, and infertility that genes would have otherwise been wiped out. In some circles of the internet, there's some fear our gene pool is becoming more and more weakened because of medical intervention allowing these people to live. There may be some truth to this, but the more we know, the more we can do genetic testing and genetic counseling of parents to recommend reducing their chances of getting hit by some of the most severe genetic diseases that used to plague certain populations. With sufficient spending on genetic counseling, we could make entire individual disease genes never again express in a few generations. However, even if the gene pool is weakened, so what? For most of history, we relied on strength and labor to change the world. Now we use minds of a massive scale larger than ever before. The body is just a shell to carry around and move the brain. There is a belief in the idiocracy model that stupid people are outbreeding smart people at an insane rate. So the gene pool is getting stupider. But there's no scientific evidence for that, and the Flynn effect says that the opposite, as IQ in every nation rises by three points every ten years, thanks to higher nutrition, lower PTSD, more financial stability, more reliance on brains over brawn, and therefore a cultural increase in the importance of abstract thinking. Poor people who reproduce large batches of kids early in life tend to have lower education because they can't afford to go on because they have so many kids. This shrinks their job prospects overall, keeping them poor. Education increases their impulse control, cost-benefit analysis, and abstract thinking. In other words, often their ability to make good decisions, which makes people think they're just genetically stupid, is actually just poverty. So the gene pool is getting weaker thanks to medicine. Is that a bad thing? It would be if we had a sudden population level back before we had medicine. That could have a devastating impact if we suddenly lost our ability to medically intervene, we could go nearly extinct. But we have 7.5 billion people on the planet. We have more genetic variation on the planet in gradients than the world has ever seen, especially as we travel and blend genes on a rapid scale, as opposed to our pre-industrial era, where an exotic lover was someone from maybe a couple towns away, leading to a weaker genetic population based on inbreeding. To be honest, having these weak genes in the population is actually a good emergency device to stop widespread suffering if the unthinkable happened and we lost all medical knowledge. Because if we lost medical technology, we would also lose the very infrastructure that allows us to sustain such a huge global population. The die-off would be massive on a scale never before seen thanks to starvation and war. Having these weak genes would actually be a more merciful way to keep the population from growing than just mass starvation. 
Infertility, infant and childhood mortality would climb to a level at a higher percent than our pre-medical levels. But with such a large population, we could easily rebuild the population with the genetic gradients that survived. The native people of the Americas went through a similar problem. Upon contact with the Europeans, it's estimated that between 90 to 95% of the inhabitants were wiped out from disease. They never developed resistance to all these diseases because most of their potential domesticatable animals either went extinct from deliciousness when they showed up on the continent or were extinct from changing climate or new diseases. Because of this, they never lived in close quarters with animals to allow the disease to evolve into something deadly. They were still able to recover as a population, but not fast enough to fight back the Europeans and their blind belief in manifest destiny. Even if only 5% were to survive in a complete collapse of infrastructure of the planet, an idea that's just ridiculous beyond a nuclear war, which our genes would be the least of our problems, we would easily bounce back and recover. Puerto Rico is sadly a much better example of what would be more likely to happen, which is a power failure and then the sick and elderly and people in accidents are the ones who died in the thousands, with the adult age people still physically surviving to pass on their genes. So is medicine weakening our population? A little, but it's being offset by better genetic counseling and screening. Is it a big deal? Nope, not even a little bit. As science expands, we'll continue to offset genes we save with advancements in CRISPR-Cas9, and beyond that, we'll delete bad genes in our own germ cells, making the population even stronger. And we have no idea what genes are important for surviving the future. Sickle cell would be considered a weak gene if they knew nothing about malaria, but it protected entire populations in Africa from being wiped out, as death is worse than chronic disease in terms of evolution. So take heart and pride in our medicine and gene pool. As technology improves, it will keep getting better and better with less pain, suffering, and death. So thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. I'm sure there was nothing controversial about this, and everyone will happily get along in the comments section, which you can do on the YouTube version of this video, link in the show notes. Just a reminder that I'm Anubis2814 on YouTube, and I have over 500 videos on different topics that I've made over the past 10 years. Please subscribe, and if your podcast site has the option, give me a like or review. If you think what I have to say informed you, consider supporting my Patreon. I'll be doing this podcast weekly and try to get it out on the same day, so I hope to see you here next week, ready to be filled with new ideas. Take care. A big thank you goes out to Elias Garcia Guevara and Joe Taylor who sponsor the show at $10 a month at the Wapawet level on Patreon. Please consider donating as well if you can, and thank you all for listening.